All right. Uh, so maybe six weeks ago or so, a friend of the Greg and Dan show, Mr. Steve Hartman from CBS News, who does that on the road show, you know, it airs Friday nights on CBS Evening News and then on Sunday mornings on CBS Sunday Morning. And nine times out of ten, uh, Steve's stories make me cry. Mm -hmm. We've established that, right? Yes, right. They're always heartwarming and cool. He had one a a few weeks back about a fellow that um, restarted his life. He went down a path. It was a bad path. He paid the price for that and then found a, a way to start it all over again. And his name is Jermaine Wilson. And he grew up in Kansas. Uh, and that story, this, his story was so remarkable to me that I, I tried to get him on the show right after that show aired. And as you can imagine, when you get that kind of attention, right. uh, phones are ringing off the wall. And, and we kinda, um, I kind of pulled back a little bit to give him some breathing space. And he and I have been talking to each other for a few weeks now about getting on the show. And um, I'm, I will tell you his title in a minute. I don't want to give that away yet. I'm just going to say. Uh, that, redemption's a funny thing, though. What's that? I believe in redemption. Yeah. But some people, depending on the story, won't give you a redemption. So I know. Sometimes they, they will. They won't sometimes give you a break. Always. They, sometimes That's they right. won't, yeah. His name is Jermaine Wilson. He's on the on the phone with us right now. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, doing pretty good about yourselves, Art. Good, man. I'm Greg. That's Dan. So here's what we want you to do for our listeners, Jermaine. Uh, give us the quick version of your life story there. Now, the town you grew up in, Leavenworth, right? Yes, sir. Leavenworth, Kansas. Describe that town, first of all, and then describe your upbringing. Uh, it's a population of 35,000 uh, 35, people. I've uh, got the military population. Uh, it's more so of a conservative city, I would say. Uh, very spread out uh, across the city itself in general you got the north you got the south side and you got the individuals that live on the southern part of Leavenworth uh in apartment complexes which is more like the low income housing area uh, that's the area that i actually grew up in so you grew up in public housing say that again sir i say you grew up in public housing or low income yes, housing sir. okay uh yes, sir, yes, sir. according to the, according to the story that i saw on cbs you started using drugs at what age? At the age of 11. How did that happen, by the way? What was? How did that come to be? Well, my parents, they raised me up in church, and, you know, I just felt like that, that wasn't for me. Uh, we were forced to go to church at an early age, so therefore I became rebellious at an early age. Started running away, uh, wanting to fit in with the in crowd, started hanging out with my friends, and got exposed to marijuana just to fit in. I just started using drugs, and... I did it to the point where my body became immune to it, then eventually I became addicted to it. And then you became, uh, did you start dealing then after that? Uh, no, sir. Actually, you started uh, breaking into houses, uh, trying to, you know, find some fun to uh, find a way to, you know, provide my, my drug habits. And, you know, just, just that thrill of getting in fights, getting kicked out of school, running away, uh, that was just thrilling and adventurous for me. Wow. Okay, so uh, you go down that path, eventually all that crumbles, uh, and you get sent away to prison. How long were you in prison? Well, I actually did four years first for, at the age of 15, four years to juvenile. Then once I got released from there, uh, I actually got involved up in the selling drugs when I was 19 once I got released. And then that's when I ended up catching uh, 
got uh, pulled over by the officers and got convicted of uh, possession of drugs, narcotics, and I was sentenced to three years in prison. So when did uh, the light go on? When did you just like, wow, the, I, I got to do something? When I was sitting in that prison cell, my son was eight months old. Knowing that seven years of my life is just flashing right before my eyes, I can either make the best of it, uh, use it as a learning experience, or, you know, I was going to end up just continuing this lifestyle and spend the rest of my life in prison and dead in the casket. So it, it, it took me going to prison for God was able to get my attention. You know, the only thing that I had was that Bible, and I couldn't go nowhere. I couldn't make any phone calls. I had destroyed my family. And the only person that I could lean on at that time was God. Now, uh, most Christians will uh, buy the story of redemption and forgiveness, at least in their head. Oftentimes, though, not in their heart. How hard was that? It was very tough, but that moment that I cried out to God when I was in my prison cell, it was the first time in my life I ever felt peace. And knowing that I didn't have to, you know, try to prove myself to anyone, even though that I was locked up physically, I felt in my heart and my spirit, I was free spiritually, and I knew that God had a plan and purpose for my life, and I knew a change had to come place right there at that moment inside of my prison cell. I just broke down crying, and knowing that it was just the burden of just being released and set free from my past and everything that was holding me in bondage, I've been set free from now, I got to jump forward to a part of the story that makes this all even crazier cool to me is that yes, uh, this young man, this uh, uh, Jermaine, uh, uh, who who was smoking dope at 11 and breaking into houses and going to prison and growing up in his town of Leavenworth, Kansas, is now the mayor of Leavenworth. And that kills me, Jermaine. I'm killing me. I mean, I, it is so cool to see that. How did that yeah. happen? How did that happen? Well, first... First off, I give it to God, but once I got released from prison, I started serving my community. Uh, I wanted to make a difference. I had took away from this community so much. I just wanted to do everything that I could, uh, you know, to give back. I started mentoring, sharing my testimony, created a nonprofit organization called Unity in the Community, started working with our local law enforcement, feeding the homeless. It was just providing community services to any anyone that was in need and just bringing the community together as a whole. And when an opportunity came for me to actually run for office, I got my record expunged. Uh, I was given a new start. And when that time came, you know, people in the community, they just supported me and just say, hey, we encourage you to run for office. And when that time came, I put my name in. I had, had no idea about politics, had no aspirations about the political ramp. I just wanted to help serve my community. And when I put my name in, I actually came in with the most votes. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. So, that uh, so how, how was there resistance at first? Did people go, okay, Jermaine, we kind of like the actions you're going through, but we're just not quite sure. Was there a little resistance? Oh, well, yes, sir. People were very supportive when I was just being a community activist and a community organizer in the community. And, you know, they loved the things that we were doing. But the moment that I stepped off into that political realm, people started bringing up my past, bashing my character, and just saying that, you know, he would be biased. I don't think he would be very supportive of our local law enforcement. It was just like, man, I've been doing it. Why is it an issue now? <laughs> yeah, that could get rough. Here's what I – Steve Hartman, in the interview he did with you on CBS, said, Said the funniest thing, and I'm going to borrow it from him. He said to Jermaine, he said, he goes, most politicians go to prison after they're in office, not before. I yeah. thought that was so funny. That was so funny. Yes, 
Well, uh, how is the com- how is your community doing? By the way, what's tell me the challenges you have right now? What's going on? Well, the toughest challenge I, I've got to be honest with you are the roads. <laughs> yeah, here too, yeah, buddy. Because of the bad, the yeah. bad weather. Yeah, you know, and people don't understand it. You know, with bad weather, you we can't fill the potholes. So yeah. that's the challenge right now. <laughs> do you have Do you have money to do it? Because we have the same problem. But we we're, we're in a little bit of a financial problem in our town, and so there's not a lot of money to fill those potholes. Do you guys have a financial issue? Well, sir, so we're budgeting right now to like to do the roads like the correct way and to do it done efficiently. Uh, next year, we're budgeting now for next year, and people don't understand. So right now, we just currently just kind of got to patch it up until yeah. next year. But we have the funds; it's just budgeting it out. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is is your role as a, a community organizer. Uh, that's a very interesting role and perspective because, you know, we're in a situation on the federal level, on the state level. Uh, we just don't have the resources to do things. But if you can get people together, you can help solve problems yourselves. Correct. Correct. And that's one thing that I always tell people. I said, you know, don't so much just always depend on, you know, the, uh, the, the politicians or, you know, just politics in general, you know, because if you got a neighbor that's hungry, why wouldn't you feed them? You, you don't need the system to do that. I said, it, it's so much we can accomplish together as a people because once you help people, you build up your community. And so we just have to find a way to uh, encourage one another, to look out for one another, and that way we can actually work together so our community can move forward collectively. I would imagine there's still crime, still kids doing drugs. How do you go after that? I mean, you were there. Have you have you really gone back into the neighborhoods and really tried to get the message there? Oh, yes, sir. Very, very, very much so, especially in the neighborhood where I actually, you know, committed a lot of crime at. Uh, you know, I actually go there. We do community outreach events. I share my testimony, encourage individuals, parents. They will call me up to speak to their children. I'll speak to them one-on-one. Just give words of encouragement. And still, Just being able to be available and to provide that mentorship as needed, going inside of the schools, sharing my testimony, uh, working with our local law enforcement, identifying, you know, where the crime is the most. We're in the process of establishing the Neighborhood Watch program, not the social media kind, but the face-to-face, uh, commu- the, the, the face-to-face <laughs> interaction. Wow. So just being so active with it. Jermaine, that's so crazy, face-to-face. We don't, you know, what is that? <laughs> Nobody does that anymore. Hey, buddy, we I got... Know. We got to keep doing that. We, I, I got to wrap this up, but I just want to say, Mayor Jermaine Wilson, uh, Leavenworth, Kansas. The story is remarkable. We'll share Steve's story from CBS on our Facebook page again. Uh, we'll put this up on Facebook later too, uh, so you can share it, Jermaine. Uh, but we yes, want. Sir. Here's my goal. I want you to come to Peoria, and so I'm working on some stuff, as you well know. I'm working on a way to get you up here uh, to share yes, your sir. message and, and help us with that million dollar smile of yours. And and get up here and uh, and and help us remember that we need each other. Yes, sir. Correct. Hey, anything I can do to help support? All right, buddy. You have a safe day. See you later. I guess the God bless. God bless you. That guy. I'm like it. And by the way, his nickname is too short. He's not a tall man. Yeah. He's a, but he's got a million dollar smile, and he just walks in a room. He owns the place. I can't. I, I I am working on something for him to come to Peoria. That's a great story. It's a great story. It's a great. So you end up being the mayor of the town that you 
broke into houses in and went yeah. to prison for and all and, that. And 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 I love I love stories of redemption. But it's so isn't it so funny though? It's like, hey, you're doing great, doing great. I may, I may run for mayor. Whoa, now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hey. hold your roll. Oh, wow. We uh, got enough criminals. <laughs> hold your roll. Too short. <laughs> uh.